Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Justice League podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 184 The Balance and Double Date with Terry Lohmeyer. Hi, pals. We're uh, here for some more JLU. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. I'm Tilo. You are Tilo. And Yay. you insisted on being here for this months and months and maybe even years ago. Mm-hmm. When you said you were doing JLU, I uh, called this episode, yes. Yeah, you did. I, we've mentioned this before, but it was it was uh, Sabrina with Wonder Pig. Yep. And you with this. Yeah. So you, you got your pig. wish. Hooray. There took a lot of finagling. It took some finagling. Did it? And, and a <laughs> Little. Decent, well, I mean, there's one person's going to the hospital. One person went to the hospital. Yep. So there's, there's <laughs> a fair amount of medical care happening. I guess that's true. It was a rich full week for everybody. Uh-huh. Yeah. Except me. I'm just showing up for the show like I always do. Yeah. I d- don't jinx it. A safe will fall on you. Uh-huh. If I could make things happening by saying them, my <laughs> life would be a very different place, Maggie. I mean, not good things. Oh, I see. Well, yeah. I would just say bad things about my enemies. Mm-hmm. I have enemies, right? I don't know. And it comes back on you threefold, is how that's that works. That's true. It that's is, It is true. That's that's fine. I don't know Stupid how to Stupid witchcraft. <laughs> All right. Why don't we get started and I tell you what happens in the episode, what's called The Balance. What a great title. Uh, I saw your notes about that, and they say what it means in the episode. It has a meaning. It's not Mm -hmm. just nothing. Got to keep the balance. All right. Okay. Whatever. Look, at this point, they've done like 400 episodes. They're they're doing their best. Mm -hmm. All right. Here we go. They could have called it Shire and Diana's Excellent Adventure. I'm glad they didn't call it that. (laughs) No, that's a good title. That's a terrible title. It's a great title. At best, it should have been called uh, Diana and Shaira's High School Reunion. Oh, it's, honestly, like it should be honestly it should be Diana and uh, Shaira's bogus journey because they go to hell. Right, that is true. Well, Station. Don't uh, don't don't uh, bite my style here. Let me let me tell people what happened. I'm gonna. Well, it's my turn to write a summary again, so that means it must either be some fourth world bullshit or my other favorite thing, magic. I did get my hopes up for a second because there appeared to be a robot in this one, but it turned out to be the Annihilator, which you may recall is an enchanted suit of armor. Because in the DCAU, armor is a generic term that can mean just about anything. More on that in a minute. I was also a bit excited to see what was going to happen with this thing, seeing as Task Force Suicide Squad spent an entire episode heisting the thing at considerable risk to their expendable hides. But then it just gets hijacked by some magic guy who uses it to go to hell for some reason. Naturally, this is Wonder Woman's problem, so naturally she tries to steal Hawkgirl's anti-magic spiked ball thing to take care of the problem. Hey, what the hell, man? I know I sold my entire planet out to the Thanagarians, but that doesn't make it okay for you to be in here. That's my anti-magic spiked ball thing, and if it's the only thing that can solve your dumb magic problem, then I guess I'm going with you. Also, this will give us a chance to repair the damage I did to our relationship when I did that thing I just mentioned. Mind you, I'm pretty sure they didn't have a relationship prior to that incident, but a little team building never hurt anyone. That said, Shyara, it's probably a good thing you have wings, because I wouldn't do any trust falls with Diana just yet. (laughs) So the pair of them head to Themyscira, where Diana is still forbidden to be, but her mother just kind of shrugs and says, "Eh, I guess you learned your lesson and takes her (laughs) lifetime banishment back. She also informs Diana about some powers she didn't realize she had, which were inherent in her armor the whole time. Okay, what?! I was almost willing to say, sure, the Annihilator is armor, fine, whatever. I'll be the first to admit I don't know much about this kind of thing, but the one thing I am absolutely certain of is that the bathing suit slash tiara combo that Wonder Woman wears cannot, by any sensible criteria, be considered armor. (laughs) (coughs) Anyway, now she can do all the dumb Wonder Woman stuff she couldn't do before, probably because the writers thought none of it made any sense when the show started, but also we're pretty deep into this thing now, and Wonder Woman perverts are all wondering why this rope doesn't make people tell the truth. See Maggie's bad thing. Then they burn some books, fight some skeletons. How this was not Maggie's good thing is beyond me. Smash a robot and free Hades to rule hell because 
balance or something. Also, Hades is Diana's dad, but more importantly, this version of her was created from clay like so much Gumby. Hey, I actually remembered something correctly for a change. Also, don't tell anyone, but I actually really enjoyed this magic episode. I mean, this is a fun <laughs> one. It was, and good character stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my good thing. Yeah. The, the, the like, uh, one, repairing whatever the fuck their relationship was. Like I said in my summary, these two barely spoke to each other before. But sure. <clears throat> they were but, on the original crew, though, so, like, that sort of yeah, counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Diana's clearly been the one that has the most problem with Shira. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody else voted in her favor or John abstained because mm-hmm. conflict of interest. But Wonder Woman was the only one, as far as I know, who was just like, no, fuck her. <laughs> but Even Batman's just like, come on, just like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Batman's We've all made in mistakes. his. Batman's in a pretty trusting phase right now. He's letting That's the true. question do things. <laughs> but um, uh, no, there's a bit where. Diana wants to just go berserker on everybody, and Shire's like, hey, maybe we should chill out a little bit. And it's like, <laughs> that's some good character development mm-hmm. from, from Shira. Like, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's good thinking, you guys. There was, a, there was a cool bit at the beginning of the episode, which was both my good thing and my bad thing. Oh, well, let's get into it. Um, mm-hmm. The Flash tricks Diana and Shira into having dinner together mm-hmm. by going, oh, uh, whoops, I accidentally said I'd have dinner with both of you, I guess, mm-hmm. and tries to get them to be friends. And it's kind of cute. Um, it doesn't really work, but it's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. And then immediately, as they, as soon as they storm out, he stands up and is like, I just had two l- dinner with two ladies at once. Mm-hmm. And it's a gross pervert about it. Mm-hmm. That said, the show no longer celebrates his gross perverseness, and instead he uh, realizes he stuck his hand in some mashed potatoes at that point. <laughs> it's Yeah. So textually, it's like when he's gross, he still gets punished. So yeah, that, yeah. that's the, not the, so bad. The Flash's greatest foe, some mashed potatoes. Uh-huh. I don't know why he was eating mashed potatoes. Oh, he just eats everything. I'm sorry. I yeah, forgot. he eats calories. He just eats everything. Yeah. They were eating some kind of pasta that you were very concerned about. I they- wanted to know what it was. Mm-hmm. They and have said some. pasta. I mm-hmm. thought it looked like pierogies. They no, did like, look like pierogies. It looks to like me. ravioli. Which, I, I mean, ravioli could sense. be ravioli. Yeah, with some pesto sauce, maybe, and peas. It looked like peas. Mm-hmm. It was weird. This is very important I, to the plot. Yes, and to, to mm-hmm. everything. It really. is. I, I notice peas show up a lot when cartoon characters are eating dinner, and I assume it's just because <laughs> it's really easy to draw. Yeah, oh, and they're visually be. interesting. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. round like, and green. Yeah. Yeah. And they're full of green penis. It's like... Daria was always eating lasagna because it's easy to draw. <laughs> I just assume it's because Daria is really Garfield. Mm-hmm. That too. Same attitude. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Exactly. She does hate Mondays. Mm-hmm. And every other day, I think. Yes. I don't know. I never watched that show. I assume that's what, that's what it was. That's pretty much it, yeah. All right. Um... So, uh, Maggie, what was your good thing? Uh, let's see. Oh, there's some great lines in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the line when they go to hell and the demons they're fighting all freak out because they see Shaira's wings, mm-hmm. and she just goes, "That's right, I'm an angel. I died." Um, the shot. It looks yeah. almost like a fucking like Renaissance painting. Yeah, where great. she's rising above the, yep. the demons in hell with her wings. It's very, very good. No, there's there's a few. I also really loved when they were having uh, dinner. They were desperately trying to think of something to talk about, and mm-hmm. <laughs> Shaira goes, "Pasta's good." And there's a beat, mm-hmm. and then Diana goes, "It's the sauce." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, "That's a very Batman perfect. answer." Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I love I love how mad she is. Mm-hmm. It's very good. sauce. Mm-hmm. Also, I told you we didn't need another girl. Look what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, we got fire and ice back there. We're fine. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I should probably point out, um, Shining Knight and Vigilante having dinner together. <laughs> good for them. Backing Hope up that theory time. that uh, those two are dating. Mm-hmm. Fire I'm and so ice happy are for definitely them. dating. Good oh, for Vigilante. Yeah. Good for Vigilante, not not Shining Knight. I don't know much about him. I don't know anything about either of them. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Shining Knight is Doc the Dailing. Oh, he does <laughs> look like Doc the Dailing. Yep. Doc, Doc the uh, Dailing. Uh-huh. 
Um, what was your bad thing? I really thing? like your shining knight costume. <laughs> <laughs> what was your bad thing, Maggie? Um. Oh yeah, I can't believe I cannot believe it took this long for the lasso of truth to finally show up. Like she's had that rope since the first damn episode. It's one of her yeah. main things. It's like I said in my summary. It's because it's so dumb. It is, but also like it's Wonder Woman. Like she's only yeah, got every, so many things. I've said this many times, and I stand by it. Everything about Wonder Woman makes absolutely no sense. That's true. And th- look, I get it. The the truth lasso. I mm-hmm. understand. I don't have a particular problem with it. It's just it's a jumble with all the other things, and it just I don't know. Like sure, fine, truth lasso, whatever. It doesn't also- seem dumb to me. But mm-hmm. I think that's because I grew up watching Linda Carter. That okay. makes sense. So it's just, I just take it as a given. Sure, it's Wonder Woman has like, a lasso that makes people tell the truth. I've said mm-hmm. many times, I don't know much about mythology. I didn't learn it in school and I never studied it on my own. So like, if they were trying to make her a mishmash of, of stuff from mythology, that's cool. But it doesn't seem like they did. It seems like it's just a bunch of shit that William Moulton Marston and his two wives thought were cool and mm-hmm. that's fine but like it just doesn't make sense to me and, and actually this brings me to my bad thing she's got the invisible jet which is another mm-hmm. one of her nonsense things <laughs> where the fuck did this thing come from mm-hmm. i don't need a secret origin for it but it's not from themiscara these guys are in ancient greece and they're pretty happy about it mm-hmm. except for their where one did... invisible jet that they have <laughs> Well, they think they have it, but Diana made off with it. The problem is uh, the person guarding it thinks it's still there. <laughs> no one f- no one realized for months that she'd stolen it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just a regular jet and they magicked it clear. It, that's possible. They who, though? The Themyscarans? Yeah. Or one of Diana's, like... Any, anybody on that. Okay. Like mm-hmm. some magic person. Zeus. Magic dick. Zeus did. One invisible. Of, yeah, sure. With his lightning. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, but there was another thing with Wonder Woman that was... That was uh, that you were disappointed oh, by as well, yeah, yeah. that finally showed up anyway. This is also, as far as I can tell, the first time she gets tied up, and that's her other main thing. Like <laughs> That feels like they were saving it. Mm-hmm. This she... can't just be a background thing when she's one of seven guys fighting. This needs to like this needs to be in a Wonder Woman episode. So I get that. She was all trussed up like a mummy, and it was it was very hot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, at the beginning, they, <laughs> they made a point of telling us that all the magic guys we're screwed up because of the, whatever's going on in hell. And there's a lingering shot of Zatanna tied to a fucking table. Yeah, I needed a moment. Uh-huh. Happy birthday, Paul Dini, wherever you uh-huh. are. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he probably was involved with that, like mm-hmm. standing behind the storyboard or breathing down <laughs> their neck. I'd like to buy the cell, please. Uh-huh. Um, and then almost immediately, Diana goes to her uh, quarters and uh, meets, uh, is it Hermes? Mm. The messenger yes. of the gods, yeah, voiced by hey, it's that guy, Jason Bateman. Oh yeah, T- TV's Michael Bluth. Huh. He plays him a bit, a bit fruity, a uh, little sassy gay, a little sassy gay, a little broy, which yeah. I liked. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's just like, <laughs> he really worked for me. I don't know. It yeah. was really good. It was not his usual take on things. I don't know that I've heard him do a lot of voice acting though. So. Yeah, no, I can't think of any. Like, I'm sure he must yeah. have, but like. There was also a, a great poll, voice casting wise. I don't know that this guy's shown up before. Uh, Wayne Knight, the guy who played Newman oh, in yeah. Seinfeld, was uh, the demon that uh, Wonder Woman uses her truth lasso on the first mm. time. I knew I recognized his voice, and I could not, for the life of me, place it. And then it's like, as soon as you, I saw your note, I'm like, yeah, of course it's him. Mm-hmm. I was expecting him to sound like a Smeagol, and then Wayne Knight's voice came mm-hmm. out of him. It was, it was amusing. Hello, Jerry. <laughs> Hello, Shira. <laughs> But uh, I also like the bit where, like, she she does the lasso thing, figures out where they need to go, and then he's like, "Could you take this off me, please? I'm I'm a demon. The truth kind of hurts. Like this is this is bad. <laughs> please stop." Also, like, like uh, whereas normally they kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but they're not allowed to have any pleasure because it's hell. No, I can't believe you ruined being tied up for me. <laughs> there's a there's a bit where they're threatening uh, a demon and he goes oh what am i you gonna kill me i'm gonna die and and be tormented for all eternity look around you stupid it's a really well written episode it really yep. is who wrote this one uh well Dwayne mcduffie did the story and then somebody else did the teleplay i think mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna attribute all the good things to Dwayne McDuffie from now on. Yeah, that's fine. You know, yeah, exactly. Uh, this is, like I said in my summary, where we find out uh, officially that uh, Hades is her uh, is her father, and and like I say, they did mention the clay thing. She was mm-hmm. actually modeled from clay, so that's a yeah. Thing. She was once a little green sl- green of slab of clay. Mm-hmm. You should see what you Diana, see can, what do Diana can do today. Uh-huh. She can burn down any book. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, they burned a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, uh, Maggie, did you recognize who was uh, Felix Faust? I don't think so. Same voice as his previous appearance, so you might remember that, but uh, it was uh, Robert let's... England. Oh, that rules, actually. I love Robert <laughs> England. Yeah. yeah, I know. Now, Tilo and I are both quite good at spotting voices, and we did not, either of us, mm. spot him. I only saw that because I looked it up. Well, I was mad said, I didn't Felix guess it, Faust, get it. Bitch. Yeah, same. Yeah. It's because he wasn't doing his Freddy voice. That's right. Well, he just talks like a regular person. I don't know what to do. Well, I wasn't exactly talking like a regular person. I honestly, for a minute, I thought it was Armin Shimmerman because he was, you know, he was doing this kind of thing. Yeah. I'm in a mirror. <laughs> now I'm in an armor. <laughs> and also, uh, it's a walking eye, Hank. <laughs> and also the, uh, what's her name? The, the, the sorceress lady, the one that works for Cadmus. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what her name is. I like her and I can't remember what her damn name is. Her uh, name is um, Purple Hot Lady. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah she is Thank voiced you. by uh, Juliet Landau, uh, Drusilla, because, yep. again, um, <laughs> Andrea Romano has watched all the Joss Whedon shows and uh, has, has mm. grabbed them all up. So more of that in the next episode. I'm honestly <laughs> surprised that at, th- at this point that Joss Whedon didn't do a cameo on the show at some point, you know? Mm, I Maybe mean, he, he only did, ever... and let's not find out. He only ever showed up in, in very tiny roles on, on his shows, though. He's not mm-hmm. really an actor. I don't remember any time. Like, I don't remember seeing him on anything. No. He he was in some demon makeup in an episode of Angel. I remember that. Oh, that's true. Oh, speaking of voice stuff. So previously, uh, the guy who played Hades was uh, John Reese davies who, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Maggie, you probably know best as, uh, well, from Sliders. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, also he was Sala in Indiana yes. Jones. Um, but, John Reese uh, hades Yes, exactly. But uh, they couldn't get him back for some reason. And there is a guy, and I didn't write his name down, and I should have done that, uh, whose entire job apparently is if you can't get John Reese davies voice, he will just do it perfectly. Because, like, there was a character in Lord of the Rings that he played that he didn't want to do for the video game. So they got this guy. Mm-hmm. I think he did it for one of the Indiana Jones games. Like, he's just, uh, yeah, yeah, I could, I could be him. So that's who they got for that. Well, good for him. Yeah. I just like when people's job is like, I can sound exactly like that guy and I cost half the money. <laughs> it's like uh, when they were going to do that Back to the Future game and they just found a kid who could do a perfect Marty McFly impression. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, son, we fi- uh, son, you finally done it. You've made it big. I didn't think my Michael J. Fox impression would ever come in handy, but here we go. Shows what you know. Meanwhile- Call me back when you guys make the uh, the Spin City game. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you're just sitting there with your perfect Crispin Glover impression and nobody's calling you. Anytime now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a perfect Crispin Glover. I know I would have done a better job than the guy that got to play uh, Crispin Glover in that game. I think it's because Crispin Glover would sue them if it was too much like him. So they're saying, no, George. You can't is... use his represent his likeness at yes, all. Exactly. Exactly. He's an auteur. Mm-hmm. Okay. Clowny clown. He sure Get is. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, go back to your castle, Crispin Glover. Does he live in a castle? Yeah, he does. It's like in Ro- a Romanian castle or something. Yeah. Where the fuck did he get enough money to get a castle? Like, they don't cost that much over there. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's like right. Eastern European castle. It's fine. Oh, I see. Uh, what else? Let's there, see again, here. there were a bunch of good lines in this one. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, at one point, um, Shira said, uh, what is it? Oh, talking about the mascara. Like the, the the gods are decreeing stuff all the time around here. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a really just a really good, cute little line. Well, she's uh, canonically an atheist, mm-hmm. and I love the Terry Pratchett like uh, <laughs> situation of an atheist in a world where gods and demons and stuff are demonstrably real. It yeah. doesn't matter; she still doesn't believe in them. Yeah. Well, I love the idea. Like that extrapolates to her. She her weapon is also an atheist. It's why it stops magic because yeah. it doesn't believe in yeah. it. <laughs> Exactly. That's fantastic. This, this weapon kills god fascists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maggie, I assume you were thrilled about the flaming skeletons. Oh, I love a flaming skeleton. You know that. 
Okay, so when I first saw them, I'm like, oh, they're using flaming skeletons as lanterns in the library. That's mm-hmm. cool. That, did yep. you have that exact thought? Okay. I mean, I definitely I was, just, was like, "That's co- uh, it's cool that the library is lit by flaming skeletons. Yeah. I just thought it's hell. There's skeletons and fire. I don't. I didn't really think of it beyond that. And then they like, came to life. Legit, well, if I could to, light to my death. apartment with flaming skeletons, I would. You I mean, you could. It's just going to cost a lot of money on Etsy. You don't mm. have room for one skeleton. Oh, Small that's where you're wrong, skeletons. my friend. I have so many skeletons in this uh, in this microscopic apartment. Is that why your apartment has no room because of all the skeletons? I mean, it's not. It doesn't help. Is this... it lousy with corpses? <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> lousy is lousy with bludgeon skeletons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this baby can hold so many skeletons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Listen, the day after uh, Halloween, we go nuts around here. <laughs> mm. Nice. One day you're going to go to Home Depot and get the uh, the giant skeleton. Oh, someday. Some, some beautiful mm-hmm. day I will. Mm-hmm. All right. Keep him up Anything all, else about all this year episode? Round. Um, oh, they're, okay. They're, in one of their fights or something, um, Hawk Girl gets knocked down and Wonder Woman is like, here, I'll help you up with her. It reaches out her hand mm-hmm. and she does not take it. Yep. And at the end, there's another scene where she does. Mm-hmm. So that was cute. But they don't say it out loud. It's all very, no, like no, it's no, in no, the no. animation if you're looking for it. It's very good. At the end of the episode, they're not, they're not friends. We nope. were, we were like, these people are colleagues. They're work colleagues. Mm. They are not friends. Work proximity associates. Yeah. Not friends. But they, they're they better now. They never yeah. were friends, though. No. Like I said, I was really trying to remember. Like, I, I tried to notice, like, are the two women friends? Eh, no, not, not really. really. Not really. Especially. No. But again, to this day, I don't think Wonder Woman, like, she's still the least defined character yeah. of the seven by far. Mm-hmm. Like I have a clear idea of who Hawk Girl is and who Jean is and 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 uh, uh, John Stewart, mm-hmm. even Flash, but uh, it's not Wonder Woman. We uh, we needed I'm... more episodes of her being gay in Paris. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> All right. Anything else? No. Very well. Let's move forward then to the moment you've all been waiting for, and you all in this in this sentence is Tilo. Double date. Take it away. Okay. Pa-ba. You know, you say pa-ba at the end. Oh, sorry. Okay. Huntress looking hotter than Cyclops' Cyclops's least. I gotta do that again. Okay. Huntress looking hotter than Cyclops's laser beams sneaks into Stephen Mandragora's bedroom to murder him. She shoots him full of arrows, but surprise, it's just a pile of pillows. Double surprise! This was a murder test. She failed, and that means that big, meanie Martian Manhunter kicks her out of the Justice League. On her way out of Dodge, she tells Question she'll give him all the info about Cadmus that she has if he just helps her out with just one teeny little problem. (laughs) Mandragora has actually been moved to a safe house watched over by some feds, a green arrow, and a black canary. He's eating the grossest food, raw oysters, in the grossest manner possible, sloppily and lasciviously. (laughs) He managed to be so offensive that Canary punches him, and the super blunts are sent out to the treehouse to think about what they've done. (laughs) They start to make out at the stakeout, but then spot Question and Huntress, and the two pairs have a fight. Meanwhile, the magic porch produces a couple of fake cops as a distraction, and the man- and Mandragora escapes. Arrow and Canary yell at the ones I like. Ollie notices that Q puts a clue in his pocket and makes him give it back. It's a key to a storage unit, and Canary and um, GA take it and leave. Huntress is all mad, but Question reveals that the key was a fakie, and <laughs> this here schedule of freighter arrivals is the true. <laughs> That pair then head to the docks. In a move that no one believes would ever happen, Oliver fucking Queen somehow realizes it was a trick and follows the good ones to the docks. In a lovely bit of economy of storytelling, we get Huntress's backstory out of the way on the car ride to the docks. Mandragora killed her parents right in front of her, blah blah, back to the action. There is a chase involving a car, a motorcycle, and a poor unsuspecting train. Oops, hold on. I pushed a button. You're not supposed to push the button, Frank. I didn't mean to push the button. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, the next bit is at the docks. Yes, I know. I touched the I'm holding, touched I'm the holding your place for you. Thank you. The docks. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. At the docks, everyone tries to su- 
subdue the big M except Huntress, who's perfectly ready to just kill him. Then a small boy runs to the big man shouting, Papa, Papa. Ah, yes, this is his son, who he's come to meet and then run off into the sunset with. After way too much convincing from Q, Huntress decides not to perpetuate the cycle of violence and just hits him with a huge pile of iron girders, which surely couldn't kill anyone. As Steve-O is being carted away by the authorities, the question reveals that he had always known Mandragora's plan, that he always knew that Huntress had no dirt on Cadmus, and that the bestie is made by the micro- in the microwave. <laughs> Why ever, then, did he help Huntress in the first place? Because he likes her. Aww. Huntress plants a kiss right on his... mouth? On the place where his mouth should be, anyway, and then drags him off. And thus ends the best episode of JLU ever written by a bear. Yay. So this episode, for people who don't know, was written by Gail Simone. And that that summary was rife with Gail Simone-related Easter eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Gail Simone is very proud of this. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Um... Let me get into my bad thing real quick. So Gail is famous for writing, like, the, I, I believe her first big, if not one of, I, I, she did Deadpool before this, I think, right? Yes. But, like, one of her first big, like, mainstream books was Birds of Prey, which featured Huntress and Black Canary and uh, Barbara Gordon uh, as Oracle. And mm-hmm. Barbara was supposed to be in this episode. Seriously? And Yes. Yes, I didn't that know was that. The original, Fuck. That was the original pitch. She was not going to be uh, handicapped, like uh, 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 disabled for good. Fried mm-hmm. chicken. Um, <laughs> it'll. It would have just been like she broke her leg on a on a ski trip or something. It wouldn't be like the permanent paralysis, like in the oh, comics. But man. Like, but it would have been like she's stuck, uh, you know, uh, in a cast for a, a couple of weeks. So she's got to help them as Oracle. And there was that stupid fucking bat embargo that's in full effect now where they're not allowed to use any supporting uh, Batman characters. So I'm not even that much of a fan of of the comic Birds of Prey, but come on. The show's trying to adapt a well-known, well-regarded title with two-thirds of the pieces mm-hmm. by the writer who made it, like, popular. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't give her the last piece? Fuck that. Yeah, seriously. That sucks. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's, I, I had heard rumors to that effect back in the day. She frequented the same message board that we all met on, mm-hmm. and she very diplomatically did not say anything about it. But the rumors were this, and the, the DC Wiki backs it up, and they always have sources and stuff. Yeah. So it's they didn't just make this up. This is this really happened. So that's unfortunate. But, but what we got was still good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a great episode. This yeah. is my favorite. It's this and then Hunter's Moon. So. Oh, well. That's the other one with question and uh, no, right? no, 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 no. That's the that's a vigilante vixen and Shiara stuck on a planet. Oh, oh, that's Shira. a good one too. Shiara, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's yeah, really that's a pretty good one. Shira, yeah. Uh, what was your good thing though, Tilo? Oh, this is a bit rambling. Um, but the hunters and also question separately and then also together. Mm-hmm. Um, I love. Huntress, I love they made let they let her be so single mindedly murderous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love her costume. First thing, we, this is her first appearance. Yeah, and first thing we see her do is uh, charge in with the intent to murder someone, and she ends up not doing it. But but that's the, she meant to. Old, she was going to. That's our first yeah, impression only because of this the character. dude wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's uh, that's the first taste we get is oh, murderer. I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and I also love her purple lipstick. Uh huh. Yep. Um. I love Jeffrey Combs' sort of very understated and matter-of-fact portrayal of Question. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Uh, I love how clever he is. I love that he's willing to go on a dangerous mission for a cute girl he likes. And I and I totally buy that they fall for each other at at, at least at least briefly. Well, at the end of the uh, the Cat and the Canary, which we covered a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. I did not. I said this, and I maintain I did not buy. Black Canary and uh, Green Arrow falling for each other. Like, yeah. specifically, I didn't f- buy her falling for him. But we'll get into my feelings on that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But I like that this episode plays out like a like sort of a mirror of that because Black Canary comes to Green Arrow and sort of twists her hair a little bit and says, could you please help me and keep it <laughs> off the record? Huntress does that too. And Question mm-hmm. immediately has her figured out and doesn't care. And then- yeah. Huntress falls for him anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's 
it's sort of a, a, a turnaround of what happened in the other episode, and I love that. Do you know who could play a really good question? Yes. Mm. Crispin Glover. Glover? Crispin Glover. Glover. Crispin Glover. You know who would play a better one? Jeffrey Combs, who is, Mm -hmm. in fact... Well, yes. You know. And uh, we obviously don't know this yet, but coming up in a couple episodes, uh, yes, he's playing it very understated, but he's about to go... He's about to fucking snap, and he'll be great at that, too. (laughs) Yep. So. I mean, no, even the batshit crazy stuff he says, he says it in just a very even manner in this one. Well, because he has yep. to believe it. Does he have to? Yes. <laughs> I think that's the same reason why Mulder was so deadpan. It's oh. like, if if someone's telling you crazy shit in a crazy tone of voice, you're going to be like, yeah, whatever. But if he's saying it. <laughs> Settle down, calm. Mulder. Mm-hmm. Eric, why do you have my baby? Sorry. This is a crazy thing from our soap opera. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is her baby. <laughs> It actually is her baby. Yep. <laughs> um, but I'm, I want to get into my my other bad thing because mm-hmm. I did pick two because I'm I'm very greedy. I'm a greedy boy. It turns out I don't actually like Black Canary. Like, oh, I like the writing on her and I like that she's in the show. Mm-hmm. She's a good and important part of the team in the show. But I hate her in a love to hate her way. Like, she's kind of an insufferable prissy pants. <laughs> At one point, she puts her hands on her hips and says, no one messes with the Justice League in the most earnest way imaginable. Like, I wanted to, as Amanda says, shove her over. <laughs> like, she has a <laughs> few moments like that, enough that I'm sure they're intentional. Like, mm-hmm. maybe Gail writes her that way. I don't know. But she and Arrow are always looking down their noses like, oh, they're kissing gross. <laughs> they they see, They come off to me. Like head cheerleader and quarterback of the football yep. team. Yeah, I can like, see that. Like they're together because they're both hot and popular, mm. not because of any Green sort of Arrow chemistry. Green Arrow is not popular. He's popular with me. He's uh, popular. Yes, exactly. He he has a cool queer friend, but he's not popular. <laughs> <laughs> he acts like he's popular. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, uh, he also pretends that he's smart, but somehow, well, this is your bad thing. This is my bad thing, and I. The first many times I've watched this, I did not notice it. And you were like, when Question did the trick with the clue, mm-hmm. which yeah, is very cool. Mm-hmm. And Ollie was like, aha, that was a trick. We should follow them. And you were like, there is no way in hell Oliver Queen figured that out. No. And I said, that is correct. They, and I couldn't uh, think of another bad thing, so I picked that. They, they should have given that line to uh, Black Canary. Yeah. No, also, they, like... Uh, you're not wrong. Or Martian like, Manhunter like... from space going, hey, mm-hmm. mate, guys, maybe they're not. Yeah. Hey, dipshits. That's the key, <laughs> that's the key to his locker. Mm-hmm. That would be better. Yes. That would you want the better. questions old socks? Well, I, <laughs> I mean, they make it look like he doesn't have feet. It's weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my, my good thing was I did love that trick that the question did where he's like, Oh, yeah, here's here's that clue. Oh, sorry, buddy. Here you go. Mm. And then Huntress is like, the fuck are you doing? You gave them- No, I gave them what I had in my pocket. Mm-hmm. This is the clue. Like, <laughs> there's a there's a bit in uh, Escape from Alcatraz with uh, Clint Eastwood. It's a largely forgettable movie. But he walks out of the prison um, metal shop, obviously carrying a tool still, and the metal detector goes off. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Here you go. And then he hands it back, and they let him go. He's still got something in his pocket, but they thought they got the thing. Yeah. And I've always loved that trick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I was a kid when I saw that, and I did so much good shoplifting after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, criminal. the alarm went off? Here's the, here's the tag thing that I was carrying visibly. Sorry. Whoops. Criminal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Smooth criminal, though. Um, But, yeah, I, I like the question doing that. He's Like, they don't just say that he's clever. They show it in a yeah. bunch of ways, and I love it. And he's got good. Huntress completely figured out. Mm-hmm. I love, he's just like, oh, yeah, you know so much about Cadmus, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, how how are you a gangster's daughter? A mob mm-hmm. princess. Who, a mob princess, yes. Who who now shoots crossbows at people and mm-hmm. doesn't have a sleeve. Like, how do you <laughs> how do you know anything about Cadmus? I don't like her outfit. It's missing weird parts, but you know, it's, I don't uh, know anything got, about fashion. She got a real weird redesign that they based this this uh, version uh I love on. the mask. Yeah, mask is the good. mask's great, yeah. but she's got like and this actually, weird hole in her stomach. It's yeah. a belly window. Yeah. Um, there's, there's one shot where she's 
like you see her shadow on a door and it looks exactly like Batman. Mm-hmm. And it has to be intentional. Well, there's a version oh, yeah. of her that's Batman's daughter, yeah. right? That yeah. has to be like a nod to that. Yeah. Like they, she's always pretty closely connected to Batman, at least in the old mm-hmm. comics that I read. I don't know about now, but like. No, back in like the 70s, she was Batman's daughter from another universe. Now right. she's like the reverse Punisher. Yeah, but she's still in Gotham, so there's there yes. is some like Batman connection, right? Like mm-hmm. someday we'll find it. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> the lovers, the uh, dreamers, and Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> Maggie, what was your good thing? Uh, I really, really, really love Gail Simone. I think she's amazing. Uh, her writing in this is so so good. I was pretty disappointed by the last Green Arrow Black Canary episode. Um, mm-hmm. But she absolutely knows how to have those two feel like they're in a fun relationship. Um, Again, like Tilo said, she also does a really good job with Huntress in question. And just this episode is almost constant flirting, and I love it. And the the contrast between the the two couples never stops. Mm -hmm. It's very good. Now that you've said the football player, the jock and the cheerleader up against the two nerds, like – Yep. So much clicked into place for me. It's like, oh, I, I know exactly what's happening here. Oh, like the nerd and like the goth chick yeah, the or goth exactly. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a reason I kept saying the ones I like versus Black Canary and Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Like they're absolutely going to go fuck under the bleachers after this. Yeah. I they like... were going to fuck right in that treehouse. Yeah, they so, are. So when I do the uh, cover, like when I pull the images for the cover art, mm-hmm. which I already did for this episode. I try to get something that represents the whole thing. And in this case, I wanted a shot with all four characters. Mm. There's two of those in the whole episode. One of them is a bird's eye view where they're they're all real tiny and they it, it looks like it looks like a game of gauntlet is what it looks like. Because <laughs> sure. you're looking down at four different colored characters. And one right. of them has a big bow and one of like it's exactly like a game of gauntlet. Right. Green and, Arrow needs food badly. Yes. And uh no, Mandragora needs food badly. <laughs> um, no, he does not. And um, no, badly isn't. It's bad. Mm. Um, but and then the other shot is at the very end where she grabs his tie and pulls him and says, "Let's go, fuck." Yep. And uh, Green Arrow and and Black Canary are looking on like, Ugh. like I almost used that one, but there's no point where they're all mm-hmm. four in the frame, unfortunately. But that was it was such a horny shot. <laughs> She's like, "We're getting out of here. Where are we going? Who the fuck do you think? Shut up, oh. idiot." Yeah. Oh, okay, good. We're going to go fuck in the back of your amazing fucking car. How about that? I Okay, here is the greatest move. All all credit to the question. Mm-hmm. He pulls up in his in his fucking supercharged like muscle car. Yep. Scoots over into the passenger seat and says, "You can drive." Yep. Like, how do you not immediately win the girl over? Mm-hmm. I mean, that at did that it. Point? Yeah. Like he's not a douchebag who's like, "This is my car. I keep it meticulous. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, whatever." It's his penis. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like, here's my penis. Take care of it, please. Mm-hmm. The only question is, why aren't we fucking right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, murderous revenge. Yeah. Look, uh. after the revenge, but like the revenge boner doesn't go away. No. Um, I love in the flashback that Huntress's dad is literally just Al Pacino as Scarface. Yep, he sure <laughs> is. Daddy Scarface. Yep, mm-hmm. it's very good. Um, so Mandragora is disgusting. Yes. He is voiced by uh, the guy who played Otho in Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he was in Heathers. He's in a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. Um, but his kid shows up in Batman Beyond – and My son, also Edgar. In, also in the Zeta Project. Mm-hmm. Um, because they have that whole sort of like the sinister X, X-Men. He's on the X-Men, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like the bad guy, like the sinister, they're looking for kids with powers so they can mm-hmm. exploit them thing. So like yeah. that that is some good continuity, mm-hmm. deep cut bullshit right there. I saw this the other way around because like I'd seen this episode a million times. So like when we were mm-hmm. watching uh, Batman Beyond and he shows up, I was like, oh. Right. Oh, Mandragora. Yeah. That's cool. cool. And I kind of remember, it's like, oh shit, his name is Edgar too. I remember this. <laughs> yep. Not Edgar Jr. No. Drop a train on him. <laughs> this is my son, Edgar Jr. Mm-hmm. We're both Carl. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of dropping things on people, this is your bad thing. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I also had a hard time finding a bad thing for this episode because I loved it. But um, mm-hmm. so this episode ends with with Huntress has got her crossbow uh, aimed at Mandragora. Mandragora is like defending his kid. And mm-hmm. questions like, D- don't do this, don't, you know, don't mm-hmm. don't give in to vengeance and kill him. Well, and like Tilo said, cycle of violence. Like, exactly. Like, hey, you you watched your parent get murdered. Do you want exactly. to keep this shit going? And, and Huntress- of course, we know this kid grows up to be evil in the future, so that was all for nothing. Mm-hmm. But yep. whatever. Yeah, should have just killed him. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, but sorry, uh, go ahead. In, instead of shooting him with the crossbow, she dramatically shoots the crossbow into the air and goes, ah... And the crossbow just hits a thing full of iron girders that drop on him like it's the end of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And I got to <laughs> say, um, so the I, the thing of iron girders didn't kill this man, but the tiny crossbow aimed at his not insubstantial torso area. <laughs> well, I think a sharp object is different than a blunt one, and I think... A, a, a vital organ is different than his skin, which we were shown is also impervious to Black Canary's scream at point blank range. I think I think it's just his body is pretty much impenetrable. But if she has an arrow that can get through it, then he's fucked. I it's like I read guess if that shoot- more as he was protecting his kid. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't care what happened to him, but he wanted to make sure his kid didn't get that it. Could, I thought she was just wanting to murder him. Like, and I figured <laughs> well, she did. But she'd know. hit a soft part like his eye, and it would go into his brain. Yeah. I watch this show. Al, you write the show. No, I would not do a better job than the late great Dwayne McDuffie. Okay, no. okay. You know, or or Gail Simone writing the characters that she had a lot of practice mm-hmm. on. Hmm. What? I mean, probably. Yeah. Um, I could probably write better than anyone who wrote one of the Zeta Project episodes, though. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I mentioned before that we got more of the uh, the the Whedon guys. Um, Huntress is voiced by Amy Acker, who is uh, Fred from Angel. Yep, which Does is a great another job very good pull. Mm-hmm. At the time, that was a, a current show, and we were all very excited about that. I don't know what the fuck she went on to do, but I think she's still working. But it but hasn't been she... anything that nerds care about. Yeah, the last thing I saw her in was uh, oh, what the fuck was it called? It was the other other X Men show. Okay. That was running a couple of years ago. What the fuck? So not the, Legion. The Gifted. Mm-hmm. Oh. She was the mom okay. on The Gifted. Oh, she's the mom, huh? That's too mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, it's, it wasn't the best. Yeah. But that show also wasn't the best, so. Eh, whatever. Oh, I need to point out, uh, let's go back to Ben Dragora for a minute. So mm-hmm. he is a very large man and needs to eat a lot of things, but also he likes grossing people out with the fact yep. that he needs to eat a lot of things. He likes his oysters sweet. Now- Tilo, you and I grew up in oyster country, mm-hmm. and I don't like seafood, but I have tried it. Oysters mm-hmm. are not sweet, right? They can be. They're mostly savory. No, can they? they can, there's okay. a sweetness to them. All right. If they're good. Okay. But the, he was obviously talking about female organs. Yes, I, 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 yeah. like, I mean, very famously, yes, yeah. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. I, um, um, I've had that line stuck in my head for about 20 years now. Ew. Because yeah, it's just attractive. deeply unpleasant. But he's like they basically play him like the kingpin. He's big, yeah. But uh, Ollie even says I punched him, and there's no actual fat on that guy. It's all muscle. Yeah. It's like which is what the deal with the kingpin is. But mm-hmm. then his kid shows up, and he's just a tiny version shaped the same. Tilo fat shamed <laughs> the hell out of that baby. <laughs> She's like, look at that little porker. I was like, look at that fat kid. Damn T. Yeah. I was bad. It was bad. Yeah, you were you bad. were doing the whole when he sits around the, the I shipping did not container, say he that. Sits, a, sits around he the shipping container. He reminded me of, uh, oh God, what's that <laughs> Simpsons episode where they feed the kids so they could eat them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could say we ate Uter and he's in our stomachs right now. Yes, like that. He reminded <laughs> me of that. They were they were fattening him up. Well, that explains why they were eating the Uter Broughton anyway. Mm. T, I just picture you reading the titles off of various Garfield collections. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like, okay. I'm not good at Simpsons knowledge. I'm sorry. Your Edgar is so fat. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Um, Oh, I have the note here when uh, uh, Green Arrow puts his uh, hat back. God, his dumb hat. I wish he'd just die. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It was like he shoved it up in his motorcycle helmet. I Mm did. Which you don't, it doesn't work. Your, I, I just hadn't really thought about it in a while, but he's wearing a fucking Robin Hood hat. Shut up, Green Arrow. Yeah, that's his that's Green Arrow he's hat. Got, 
arrows. Uh-huh. Also, it was an arrow guy against an arrow lady, if you That's think true. about it. If you think about well, you it. They should have shot more arrows. I have other. a note. There's a note uh-huh. here, and it says, Huntress is great and arrows are great. Well, that's because I think arrows are stupid, and I think you wanted to argue with me, but I'm not going to argue with you, Tilo. Okay. There's not really... I don't think arrows are that exciting to watch, and you do. <laughs> that's pretty subjective. There is a bit, and this is... I wrote this down under Kids Love Batman. Mm-hmm. There is a bit where when Huntress is trying to sneak into the mansion, she shoots one of the bodyguards through mm-hmm. the freaking hand. Mm-hmm. We can swear oh, yeah. I know. It pinned it to the car, and I'm like, wow, that just went through his whole hand. Yeah, she just mm-hmm. crucified it, dude. I, yeah. I mean, it may have been his sleeve, but it sure looked like his hand. Mm-hmm. I so, thought it was cool. So They the, kill people on this show. Yeah, they do. They love the, it. Um, the mobster dudes, the, <laughs> the low-level, like the Mandragora's dudes, one of them is voiced by uh, Bobby Bacala from The Simpsons, or The Simpsons, mm-hmm. from The Sopranos. <laughs> He's oh, probably sure. on The Simpsons, too. He's probably too. on The Simpsons, yeah. Uh, and the other guy was drawn to look like Polly Walnuts, and I got to think they probably tried to cast that guy, and he's like, superheroes, I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> That's pretty good, though. <laughs> but but they look like Sopranos guys, and one of them is a Sopranos guy. So, like, again, just like, what's, what's on TV in 2004? Let's use mm-hmm. that. Why are you being like so that. mean to me, Tommy? I'm always nice to you. The thing is... There is a line in The Sopranos where him and his character says, why are you, mean so, why are you so mean to me, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> like, that is a direct reference to something his character said. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Tony was always picking on him. Uh, fat shaming him, actually. Um, Just like Tilo. Right. Rude. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, there was a great bit where... The oh we we met King Faraday in this episode and he's a nothing. Yep. But um he's always at nothing. one point at one point he tells Mandragora to keep his big shirt on and I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Green Arrow said that, I don't remember. But one of them does and I also I it's like he's not wearing a shirt. <laughs> no, but I like I like it wasn't exactly a fat joke. It was yeah. just keep your big shirt on. <laughs> it just hit me the right way. It was funny. If you had a shirt, it'd be big, you should keep it where it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Metaphorically. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, quick. There was a quick shout out uh, to my boy, uh, Tommy, Tommy Monaghan. He was the main character in Hitman, mm-hmm. uh, a comic I adore and uh, probably will never read again because it was a Garth Ennis joint in the aughts oh. and is probably full of stuff that is no longer funny and also as wasn't I, at the time. As I recall, though, that's another current, like, Pretty current reference. Like, yep. They're drawn from a lot of pop culture from that period, which is pretty cool. Uh, yep. Absolutely. Like it, and it's not enough that it dates it or no. double dates it in this case, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's enough that it's like, oh, neat. That was a thing that was in 2004. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, pretty cool. All right. Anything else? Um, uh, one other thing. Yes. At the beginning of this episode, mm-hmm. Huntress has to turn in her ID card. To oh, Martian you were so Man mad Hunter. at that for some reason. These are all fucking superheroes that are instantly recognizable, so they shouldn't need, a, like, a photo ID. Okay, Tilo. I'm going to call you out for not keeping up. Yeah. Last week, we did an episode where a bunch of guys infiltrated the station. Oh, okay. And there were security measures that we saw in great detail, and one of them involved ID cards. Well, why don't they just put your the QR code on your hand or something? There were no QR codes yet. It was a better Flunk time. Flunk hadn't invented them yet. Yeah. There was you put a microchip in they your wrist. They would need wrist, a Q-cat at like that in, point. Like mm-hmm. in Demolition Man. Oh, Jesus Christ. There's this like show a million should be different more ways like you could do that. Should... All shows should be more like Demolition Man. Sure. I'm trying to work a three seashells <laughs> reference in and I just can't get there. <laughs> but if Wesley Snipes showed up as that dumbass villain, that would have been pretty great. Oh, I mean, he was basically the Joker. Yeah. Demolition Man is a good companion to watch with Hudson Hawk. Same writer. Yeah, it's good. No kidding. Yeah. And also Batman Returns. Oh, not wow. as good. Not a good pairing. Also Heathers. That's, this guy was on a roll in the early 90s. Seriously. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Demolition Man was the first R-rated movie I ever saw. I think I think that's come up before. Mm-hmm. I will always have a fondness for that film. Okay. Uh, oh, another reason that I don't like Green Arrow. Yes. In this show. You don't need any like reason. Yeah. Maggie's the only one that likes Green Arrow. Okay. As at one point, 
He's talking about Huntress. No, about, yeah, about Huntress to Canary. Mm-hmm. And Canary is being like, Canary is being angry for a reasonable cause. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, and I thought she was the one who was unstable. And I'm like, dude, don't say your girlfriend's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's not cool. You're a little close to home there. Shut up. I'm usually people's less, least crazy girlfriend, which is sad for them. <laughs> Tilo in my least crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Blam. All right. So I suppose that's all for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tilo, you got anything you would like to plug? No. No? No. Okay. I am taking some time off of doing extracurriculars. I Fair. am legitimately... So proud of you for doing that. Thank you. It is difficult for you to do, and I think it is helping you to take a goddamn break. (laughs) It is. Good for you, T. Thank you. Exactly. Uh, Our stuff is the same as always, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway. Website, kidslovebatman.com. You can write to us, kidslovebatmanpodcast at Gmail. Please uh, consider a pledge to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Algar. We are reviewing the uh, Brave and the Bold. Uh Uh, We have new stuff for our show Endeavor, which is finally back. Yay. Um, And the comedy soap opera Contentment Corner is is real close to coming out. I got the first episode mm-hmm. all done. I just want to make sure we got the next one on the way before I, I commit to that. But it's coming real damn soon. So uh, please uh, check those things out. And we will be back next week. Yep. See you, folks. Twala. Pa-ba. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2023, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun. 